1: It is picked off by the line. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. At the 40. Drink it
0: in. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in, man. Uh... Rolls to the right. Stafford throws. he got a man out there. Enzo. Caught.
1: Touchdown to Cordylera Marvin Jones.
0: Drink it in, drink it in.
1: Touchdown, Detroit Lions!
0: Cornbread! Never. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in man. Uh... Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What is going on, everybody? We are back here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast for a Wednesday. The Lions Packers, we're going to get into that. I mean, there may be a rant or two on the show. Uh, we got the one and only Grifka on the other end of the line. Grifka, how are you, man?
1: Man, I would like to go to the tagline, but I uh, no, man. A couple of weekends ago, I bought a big bottle of bourbon. I actually had to, like, tap into that, drinking that, you know, drink some of that, watching that game as as opposed to the regular Kool-Aid.
0: <laughs> that drowned out, the Kool-Aid, this past Sunday?
1: It kind of—I don't say—I don't want to say—I drank so much it blinded me from watching the game, but it did help alleviate some of the pain from watching that game.
0: Oh, oh my goodness, Grifka! We're going to get into it. Um, I, I'm in a remote location today, so if the quality is a little bit different, or uh, we do not have the Grifka bell. I may make my own manual bell during the show. But Grifka, often here on the Kool-Aid Cast, we do blow for blow. You know what play bothered us? We t- Take the game front. I want to start the show a little different today, and that's simply this: Grifka, I've had it. I, I really have. We're at week two. Um, this game, whether it's you know just two losses, you know, a everybody thought we were going to lose to Green Bay. Whatever the case may be, there was a lot of things about this game that had me on Twitter asking questions, being non-positive. Oakery here on the Kool Aid Cast, having me wondering what the hell we're doing on defense had me just asking it just there's so many things in this game that didn't make sense to me and that just infuriated me but normally I'd come on here and say oh you know we're we started out good or you know we're still down Kenny Galladay or this that and the other Grifka you you know what you know what pissed me off the most you know what just set me off that this team might not have it, might not be as good as I thought at certain positions, and that the coaching may be an issue. You want to know what it was?
1: I am dying to know because you've been in their corner for a while, so I'm, I'm wondering what the I'm, I'm kind of really wondering what the uh, straw that broke the camel's back was.
0: Grifka, if you were on Twitter, at DKC, you would know, because the thing that set me off on Sunday, at Derek Oakery on Twitter, was the absolute non-effort by the Detroit Lions. First and foremost, Jamie Collins. This guy's out there waltzing around going about one-quarter speed on, on – I don't know what he's doing. Like, if you get a chance, if you didn't notice it on Sunday, people listening, Grifka, the waffle maker, go, go back and watch. This guy – there was at least three to four times where a guy came in motion or came in his area. I swear he was going about – of as fast as this guy could go. It looked like no effort. Then the pass was caught on him. He continued to go in just, just slow motion. I mean, Jeff Okuda looks like he's in quicksand. Other guy, Griff, tell me if you watch other Lions games where... Or any other NFL games, let's put it that way. Where a guy will be hit, you know, seven, six yards behind a first down line, yet continue to rumble and bumble through the whole defense... And pick up a first down. I feel like I saw that multiple times. Which all comes down to effort and tackling. That just set me off the handle. Because I felt like not only were they not trying. But after that quick start. To just give it away again. To act like. Uh, I just saw no fight in this team. From top to bottom. And that, that really set me off.
1: There were certain things. I, Like you had mentioned. I saw the uh, Jamie Collins play. Like I kind of mentioned the same things. Me and a couple friends were. Texting back and forth, and uh, we kind of said the same things. Like, is he hurt? Is he injured? Something wrong with the hamstring or something? Doesn't seem to be moving too well. Um, That uh, there were a couple of things. Just everybody's gonna be a call. They played sloppy. Well, Harris had some bad penalties. Um, You know, Jared Davis. There's I don't know why he continually just run at the center, so he couldn't get off that block. He did that a number of times. let
0: me stop. Copyright right there, because this is normally the point in the show where I come in and say, come on, Griff, don't get on Jared Davis. Griffka, go ahead and get on Jared Davis. There was multiple times. Again, he's caught in the wrong gap. He was shooting up there, getting blown up by offensive linemen. Uh, Inexcusable. Again, I try to tell you that I come on the show and I see good plays. I try to pump them up and be positive. I'm not oblivious to some of the bad plays. And I saw bad plays from Jared Davis, my boy Will Harris. Griffka, I don't know if Will Harris can play football. Like I've been in this guy's corner. I say he's athletic. He can. He's going to come into his own. He's a great leader. This guy, week after week after week, he's two steps behind in coverage. He's making penalties. I mean, questionable or otherwise. He's. He, what is he doing on the uh, Aaron Jones run play? It felt like he was holding like on the outside, like that somebody was threatening his his outside shoulder when Aaron Jones was just simply running right past him down the middle of the football field. Like. It, and this one's going to blow your mind, Grifka, if I haven't already, which I'm sure I have. And the people listening are going, what is this? What is it? Where'd the positive okra go? I'm still going to drink the Detroit Kool-Aid. I still love the Detroit Lions, but there's all these people backing up this guy. I don't know if you've heard of him, Grifsky. His name's Tracy Walker. The guy that we say could be a pro Bowl, or He's going to be a breakout star. People are like, why is he not playing? Why is he not playing 30, 40% of the snaps? Are you guys seeing some of the plays from Tracy Walker? He's getting roasted and toasted by guys like, I don't know. Jimmy Graham, some bumsky Rudy Pooh for, for Green Bay I've never heard of that's that's eating him up in the red zone scoring a touchdown. Tracy Walker continues to, you know, be slow, miss plays, you know, always be the guy that, oh, I almost had that one. Oh, if I, I I I almost got my long go-go gadget arms on it. Well, you didn't, and I'm getting sick of it. So go out and make plays, and as Griffco often says, yeah, stop making tackles 8, 12, 15 yards down the football field and go make an actual play. Like, I don't know, a turnover for once? I mean, have we turned the football over at all this year? This is just unbelievable. Like, you can, you can tell, like, I just, there's not much for me to be excited about. And guys that I love and like try to support, I'm not letting them get away with horrible play again week after week. I've, I've just seen enough.
1: The one play that really got me not uh, to bring up Jamie Collins again, but, uh, it's the one sack that Jamie Collins had and they were down by 10 and technically did take green Bay out of field goal range and they were forced him to punt. But that was the one where he, he breaks in, he gets a sack and then he kind of does the somersault like (laughs) celebration. And I'm like, you guys are down by 10. Cut it out.
0: Yeah, that's a good, you know, I, I almost figured you'd bring that up. Um, he started rubbing his belly and this, that, and the other. And it's like, there was another play like that. I, I can't remember what it was. I was like, it was a special teams hit late in the game where we're getting roasted by three touchdowns or whatever. And they light someone up on special teams and they're going nuts. I'm like, do you guys know what the score is? Do you know how you played from, I don't know, the second drive on in this game, the Detroit lions come out and we march right down the field and score a touchdown, running the football, doing anything we want on offense. Then I think we stiffened up and, and, you know, held the Packers to three and didn't we come back and get another touchdown? Wasn't it 14-3 early in this ball game? Like, how can we continue to to get up to leads, give them away, and play such uninspired football the rest of the game? Like, I don't understand. Like my whole thing was, oh, like giving these leads away are the same thing as that year we ripped off all those comebacks. But it's but it's not. It's 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 falling apart late in games, it's stupid penalties, it's killing yourself before the half it's all these mistakes and like I don't know I've just seen it too many times now where I'm I'm not giving up on the team I'm, I'm ranting and raving today but it's because I'm kind of sick of seeing poor play across the board especially from guys that I you know come on here week after week and tell you I have expectations for I put a big list out on Twitter of these expectation guys that are way below my expectations and it's not once or twice it's multiple times going into last year as well. And I just feel like I can't give them that free pass continually. And it just hit me where I had had enough. Why are we giving away these leads? And why did we flip from killing the Packers to falling apart late in the second quarter to the end of the game and getting blown out?
1: I mean, the biggest thing was, I mean, we mentioned it, you know, in the preview that they had to get a pass rush and they didn't really do that. Except the Jamie Collins' awesome sack where he did the somersault and rubbed his belly and acted like he did something special, considering he didn't show up the rest of the game. Um, at one point, it's just when they went down, yeah, you're right. lines were up 14 3, and Green Bay came back and scored a touchdown, and they were um, down 14 10. At that point, I just, it's stuff you make fun of me for, but I'm just like, they can't stop them, is what I thought to myself at that point. I'm like, they just can't stop them. And, they were—they're just—I don't know what it is with that defense. I mean, is Matt Pat's supposed to have his players in there, guys. I know what's happening. I think afterwards, I was reading an article. I think it was actually Eric Schlitz article. To hype Eric Schlitt a little bit, I think it was him. He mentioned that Trey Flowers didn't even like register anything. So technically, he like doesn't show up on the stat sheet at all, like doing nothing. And he played the whole game. I mean, that's that's supposed to be your your best defender, and he didn't do anything. Like zero pressures, nothing to even show that he like stepped on the field and he's, you know, he's, he's getting paid. I mean, that's Matt Pat's guy. And he he can't show up against, you know, supposed to be like the vaunted hated Packers. So I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know if they're just kind of tired of his crap or, or if it's just, I don't know. Maybe they see the handwriting on the wall that it, this, this may be it. And I I was reading stuff afterwards that, yeah, guys on the team are still in Matt Pat's court, and They can believe they can turn it around. And from what you see, it's just like when, where? I, I don't see it, I, I, especially on this defense. And I know they were missing Coleman, and they were missing, um, you know, who is was it? Uh, God, the other defensive back. I slipped some, his name escapes me right now. Um, True Fun, yeah, True Fun. You mentioned, um, you mentioned Okuda looked like he was running quicksand. I'm going to give that guy just a little bit of slack. Because it was his first game, no, no preseason action or anything like that, and they matched him up. It's like, hey, you go against like their best wide receiver. I mean, that's just like, come on, man, really? That's that's not going to happen at all. I mean, I don't know what the heck they were thinking there, but still, though, like, where's this pass rush? Where's you know, where's Danny Shelton been playing? And you know, like you. Like, where's the linebacker? I, once again, Christian Jones. He was out on the field, but he looked like one of those electronic football players that just kind of spins in a circle and doesn't do anything, you know, that, uh, uh, I, I don't know. It's just, I I'm just, I'm just, I was frustrated like yourself. And at one point, honestly, in the fourth quarter, I got tired of watching the game and I just turned it off. I'm like, I had to. I am just like, this is, I mean, this is just a waste and. Like you said, uninspired. I know people are blaming on Stafford for his one pick six that he had right there and his bad sack that he took on the goal line. And even I was at that point going, you got to get rid of the ball. Give her the ball. Give of the ball. Give her the ball. And he gets sacked. And it's just, I I don't know. I, I don't know if he seems gun shy again, like a couple of years ago, how we were talking about that. And I, I don't All think right. he has a whole lot of trust in his <laughs> offensive line, You know, especially the one side. I think he's okay with the left <laughs> side. I mean, Obushi had some stupid stuff, but I don't know.
0: Let me me get back in here. First of all, the people are used to you every week saying similar things to these when everything doesn't go perfect. The the crazy part about the show here on a Wednesday is that I'm saying it because (laughs) I I pour out that Detroit Kool-Aid. I've had many talks with you off the air about this being the Detroit Kool-Aid cast and we don't want to hear all the... uh, Same old Lions garbage. You can go find that from the beat writers or from almost any other outlet. But we're doing a show today like this because, like I said, I hit a wall. And the reason I hit a wall not only was the effort, but was something you just hit on. As I'm watching this game, it's only week two. It's a loss to the Packers and Lambeau and a really close loss to the Giants or the Bears. I'm sorry. But there was there was something about it that just rung totally different as I watched it, Uh, you know, especially to come out strong again and then just fall apart, fall apart, look uninspired. That's what has me so hot today. And also because this has been consistent now, like one thing you'll hear me say is you got to project forward. You got to, you got to try to predict what's going to happen. Nobody cares if you're going to come on here and rag about well, this guy didn't play good when he, when he missed a play. Everybody knows that. Everybody saw that. But why I'm on here going crazy today and being real frustrated with this team is because you're seeing Will Harris get beat like a dusty rug week after week after week. There's only so many times I come on here and say, oh, man, Will Harris is going to come around. Will Harris is, is going to get it together. And halfway through this football game, especially when he just let Aaron Jones run right up the middle and, and totally didn't even attack the football, to try to make a play, I said, I'm done with this guy until he shows me he can do something out there. I mean, uh, like I said, we've heard this from you before. The reason it's crazy is because I've reached this point where until he starts showing me that certain guys can play, I'm not going to come on here and tout Tracy Walker anymore until he starts getting his hands on footballs and until he starts Ding people up in the red zone. Uh, You know, it's just... and I guess the point I wanted to get back to with you is like when I was watching this game, probably mid game, even third quarter, that's when I had reached the point that not only are we not going to come back, we better be lucky to not go down three, four scores because that would be an absolute abomination. Yet it was still horrible. I had friends write me, I, I turned it off, I'm done. And I said, I don't blame you. You know, I'm not the guy that quits on this team, I'm not the guy that walks out of the room. But I, at this point, I was that guy. I was sitting there like, what is this? This isn't even football. And the reason why is coming back to some of the things that you harp on or that I try to say, isn't the truth. And I'm starting to say, it might be the truth. Like we got low effort. We got slow linebackers. As you said, I'm not too carried away. I'm, I'd be surprised if if Trey flowers didn't have a pressure. Now that may be coming from PFF and some of these other groups that I defend as well. But I think I remember him sort of being disrupted, but yeah, He hasn't been dynamic enough for what they pay him. And I'm trying to figure out where is it going to come from? Is there a switch that they can flip? Because I kind of sat there on Sunday and said, there's no, there's no switch with this team. There's no, there's no juice. There's no change. I mean, if Kenny Galladay comes back and they try to just outscore people and, and get Deandre Swift involved more than like eight to 10 touches a game, maybe you could outscore people, but I don't see them stopping anyone anytime soon and that's very disconcerting on so many levels. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th
1: one thing I want to ask you, after the first game, I mean, I realize it was a loss, but, uh, you know, like you said, Adrian Peterson, sorry, I can't do it as good as you. I mean, he had a really good game. Like, last game, I think he had, what, six or seven carries? I can't remember, for like 41 yards, 42 yards. And I realized that uh, there was a point where they obviously had to pass the ball and they couldn't feature him, you know, use them. But it seemed like they used carry on a lot more in this game. And then still like, the guy had the hot hand in the first one, put up all the stats and you only give him the ball like six or seven times in the second game. I mean, like, what are you doing there? I mean, I, I don't get it. One of the things that was mentioned before is this in the pregame. And I believe it was what, like on your believe in Lions podcast. They talked about, you guys talked about how they kind of had to control the clock a little more, you know, to try to keep that offense off the field simply because lines were down defensive backs. So, I, it didn't seem like, and I, I got it. They went down, and they had to pass the ball. But still, Peterson had a huge first game. Why wouldn't you use that guy, who like you know probably hates the Packers as much as we do? And you're gonna go, okay, we're gonna you know, well we gotta spread out your carries. We'd use you too much. Uh, you know, we're gonna save you for the whole season, and you give the guy six, seven carries. I mean, for 41 yards. I mean, granted, what 15 or 20 of that was the one where he busted around the end on the right side, early in the game. But still. Why didn't you feature that guy more? That's a big question to me.
0: Well, I mean, as much, I think I came on last week, whatever it was, and did a big diatribe about how much I like Darryl Bevel. And that still is the case. I mean, but there's something with the Lions where we like to not only overly spread the ball around, it's becoming a, a big issue in my opinion about just babying these rookies and bringing them along slow or acting like, Oh, these guys, you know, we don't want to put too much on them. Like Jeff Okuda should, I don't care. You're, you're saying you're giving him a pass and Oh, he's pulling the bunt there. Like there's lots of other guys. I think somebody put out a stat or somebody had mentioned on a show that like the last corners that went in the top five, All their first games, they did something incredible, whether it was return a punt for a touchdown, have a pick, you know, make a game-changing play, whatever it may be. So to just act like we thought, oh, this guy will get roasted in his first game, we got to get out of that mindset. Secondly, you know, again, just bringing along these guys so slow and spreading the ball out like Hawkinson was ball in the beginning, doesn't see the football. You're talking about Adrian Peterson having a great game, game one, not seeing the football. Why? I mean, you know, what would we have to, are we obligated to get carry on 15, 10, 15 touches in game two, just to keep him happy. And then game three, we'll get Swift involved. Then we'll come back to AP. Um, there, there's just an issue with that because there's something to be said with getting the ball to the hot hand and milking the guys that are playing good football for you. And instead we like overthink it almost. And okay, Hawkinson's great. So let's go to everybody, but Hawkinson and that they'll never expect it. Well, they do expect it because they're still stopping you with those other players because they're not as talented as Hawkins and Swift. Griffin, I'm writing my uh, note right here. I'm trying to come up with the players that I can really hang my hat on now that I've seen a couple games again of this team. And uh, we just don't have enough dynamic playmakers. And the guys I thought were middle of the road or rising are guys that I'm sitting on here ranting today on the show about that are just haven't reached that next level haven't been as good as I'd hoped and maybe aren't guys you can hang your hat on for the future. So I, I don't even know where we go with this show, Griff. I don't know if we're at 20 some minutes or whatever, but I'm, I'm at the point that I hate not being Detroit Kool-Aid cast this week. I hate not giving people a bunch of positive things to hang their hat on, but until the Detroit lions show up and man up and play some football and actually hit somebody in the mouth, I don't know, actually try and then, you know, get some of their playmakers back so we can see what this team looks like moderately healthy. I have no faith that we're going to beat teams anytime soon. And until this defense stops anyone, I just think it's an embarrassment to watch on defense. And I hate saying that, but it's the absolute truth.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's very frustrating. And I understand, like I said, I, I admitted it. I turned the game off probably first couple minutes into the fourth quarter. It's like I was just done with it. I'm like. Whatever you know, it's like, like it was a nice day out. I mean, I mean, it's just like I was like, I'm out of here. I'm going for a walk, you know. Just like that's that's what I did. I mean, I went and just I don't say cooled off and relaxed, but that's that's what I did. I couldn't even stand watching anymore. And yeah, just the utter frustration level of these guys. And everybody can say, well, they didn't have any preseason games. Well, neither did anybody else. And you know, everybody well the injuries. Well, you know, we we see guys falling all over the place. You know, getting injured. And I realized, oh, they're missing their two best defensive backs. I don't even know if they would have had Trufant Coleman, if it would have been that much of a difference. Still, I mean, I'm I i I'm dumbfounded, and I realize Matt Patricia, Corey uh, you know, unlean, those guys have coached a lot of football, but the mindset that their defensive backs need to defend a lot longer to help their pass rush, and that's their mindset. I mean, I think that's terribly flawed, you know, with this. And it's just... Even if they had their their studs back there, it's terribly flawed. Even if Deion Sanders and you your corners were Deion Sanders and Charles Woodson, you know you're going to ask those guys, hey, can you guys like hang on to these guys for like seven eight seconds while we wait for you know some cardboard cutouts and a garbage can to get to the quarterback? You know it's like even even they would look you know completely average. So I, I don't know why they stick by that or what kind of and I understand Unlean was a defensive backs coach and he probably prides his, you know how good his guys can be, but I think that is a terribly flawed mindset with this team realizing there's nobody quick enough, you know, to like you know bust out around the end. They don't have Reggie White. They don't have Lawrence Taylor. They don't have Kevin Green. They don't have Deacon Jones.
0: I damn, mean, yeah, all damn, the guys are damn. old
1: and dead, but still, you know, they don't have anybody like that. Nobody. I mean, they didn't want Ngakwe, which yeah, I realize Minnesota got crushed again this week, but Ngakwe at least had a sack for Minnesota. I mean, still, they have zero people like that, and. To to say like our defensive backs need to play better to help our pass rush. You're asking the guys the farthest away from the the football to do the most damage to help the guys that are the closest to the ball that should be making the plays first. The guys you depend on first. That's that's got to be the dumbest mindset I've ever heard, and that's you know such a flaw in coaching. You know it's, it's just dumb, and I'm sure you heard that same thing that Corey Unlin said, and I believe Matt Patricia believes the same thing because. They focused at zero on pass rush,
0: oh, Grifka, let's i there's so much to take there and a rarity on the show again this week. I gotta agree with you, which makes me upset, but uh, let me go to my Twitter. We like to get our cheap plugs in for our twitter uh, where where can they find you on Twitter Grifka if you'd ever oh. actually post something of substance
1: sure I'm at, at Griffka d k c once again that's <laughs> at g r i f k a d k c
0: <laughs> um well grifka i'm at Derek Oakry, d-e-r-e-k-o-k-r-i-e and and check out check out this first quarter tweet and then i'll give you my fourth quarter so my first quarter takes i put awesome to see carry on getting going Hawk run after the catch and excitement needs to continue the smug number 12 just flipping inaccurate passes trying to be cool is great jd with a big hit, uh, that was big time TD instead of a field goal was huge. Let's go. That's my first quarter takes Griffka. That's a, that's a Detroit Kool-Aid drink it in take because they were actually playing good football. Let me scroll to my fourth quarter takes and then my, a couple of tweets I had after that, which uh, again, I, I know you're, uh, you're on top of it, Grifka, but you know, me and you have been known to fight on Twitter because you usually bring this type of negativity. Where's my fourth quarter takes? Maybe I didn't even get to the fourth quarter here. Here's where I was at in the third quarter though. Third quarter Harris just looked pathetic on that long Jones touchdown defense is very weak. Stafford can't throw that, that horrible pick on his own end line. Need to be more aggressive on both sides of the ball. Swift will be a major weapon when he's used more like, that's just a total 360, one whatever you want to call it. I mean, and then I got tweets like this, Grifka, that everybody seemed to like, and I hated even posting it, but I just had no, no choice. I put, no effort, started decent on the first drive or two, and then went downhill from there. I have no answers. I hate to be negative, but I see nothing positive to build on right now. No dynamic players on D, poor tackling, horrible scheme, etc. cetera. I saw no heart today from the Detroit Lions. Like, does that sound like me at all, Grifka? Does that sound like a guy that's watching a football game going, I I can't even defend this right now. This is indefensible football. There's nothing to hang my hat on. There's a bunch of guys out there. Like, I can't even go into the Arizona game, which we'll talk about on Friday, Grifka, and give you many things that I think they can do better or that are going to change. I feel like it's just... I, I have no answers right now. Do you have any answers for me? You got any positivity for me on this Wednesday show because uh, I I just am struggling to find any answers or anything to hang on to right now. And it's only yeah. week two.
1: Yeah, the positivity. I mean, I don't. Uh, I, I I no. This this goes just a you, terrible. You're not game. quite.
0: You're not quite for sure, I'm not, okay? I'm
1: not quite. I'm not quite sure on that, but I do have to agree. With, I, I do agree with your fourth quarter take, though. So. And heck, I, I agreed with your first quarter take. I'm like, oh, <sighs> but uh, you know, it's just a uh, yeah, it's just a very frustrating game. And 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 I know it's like people are like you know, you should you know, Patricia and Quinn should be fired now. And I'm like, okay, it's game two. That's not going to happen. But a lot of things are piling up. I mean, was that 11 straight losses. And I realized last year they had a lot of injuries. And, you know, <sighs> it's just, but still, I, I don't know. I mean, their next two games. And I know even in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about Drew Brees and the saints and even breeze kind of look a little pedestrian, and, but still, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Coleman's not coming back. Chris you know, get, Fon, I guess he might oh come back. I mean, Griff, not, if, you, if
0: you don't have any strong takes, give me the mic back because no, we want to hear you don't know. We want to hear something uh, rant or, or everybody's frustrated right now, but, but is, is your breeze a little long in the tooth, Griff? Is that what you're getting to?
1: Yeah. He's a little long in the tooth and <laughs> soft in the Dang. shoulder right now.
0: All right. Well, g- give me back the microphone. Cause I got to ask you this. I'm, I got two more things and we end this show. First of all, I get a little scratch pad here. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the Oakry studios, but I literally just started trying to write down players that I now, based on what I've seen in, again, two games and guys that I'm carrying over that I've sort of been promoting or hope are good, that I can actually build around as a football team or that I've seen some some things that are just upper echelon or good quality. These are the only names I can come up with, Griffith off the top of my head here. Swift, Hockinson, Galladay, Matt Stafford and Jeff Okuda. I, I I've I there's many names off that list script that you hear me talk about all the time on this show and that'd be names like Tracy Walker Will Harris Tavai, Jared Davis A.O. Shelton Flowers both Aquaras and and Sean Hand as well like I got none of those guys on my list anymore until they go out and actually do something because I mean I I just can't wow Jared Davis made one hit great like I haven't seen any of these DBs get their hand on the football. I haven't seen anybody cause any fumbles. I haven't seen what just one sack in two games. I mean, I I just don't know anymore. I really don't. So are there any names I missed that are actually like football players that, excuse me, that we can build on and that we can actually be um, excited about? Because I feel like all the other guys are now in the, if we're doing the Grifka scale of sucks or good, or are those your two categories? Do you have a third category now?
1: Gosh, I can't remember which one I added. That's how pathetic it was. I, <laughs> I, think, I think it, I gonna... think
0: it was sucks. Uh, great. Or the middle category was not quite for sure.
1: <laughs> Something like that.
0: <laughs> so, so I got all these guys I've been touting Griff. Cause they're in the, I'm not quite for sure category leaning towards the, he's not that great category to be honest at this point. So, I, I just hit a point, so let, let's let's kind of close it up on this because I can't do much more Grifka negativity. I got to get to our Friday show where I'm going to try to find some Detroit Kool Aid. But I agree with your point. Like everybody's calling for Matt Patricia, get him. out. Like you have to be tactful because just firing somebody to fire without a plan doesn't make a ton of sense. But like I said, if he comes out and gets bombed in Arizona, gets bombed against the Saints, has a buy like. I don't know what you're playing for at that point, and I don't know how he's going to instantly start stopping people unless all these guys I mentioned, which is a half a baker's dozen plus, are all going to flip a switch and play good football all at the same time. And I just feel like that's going to be hard. So how how do we get this righted? Can it get righted? Like, could I go on this rant and the next week we we find a way to just beat up the uh, Cardinals? And I'm sitting here going, okay, good. I'm I'm back to Detroit Kool Aid. I saw stuff from all the guys I mentioned that haven't been playing good or am i just in for another another just i can't do this anymore you know
1: my favorite thing now that we're kind of talking about it my favorite thing is when as you're know, watching the halftime the sideline reporter always talks to the coaches and you know they said how uh you know they talked to matt lafleur and they said the defense really got a tongue lash and the way they were playing they were going to play better and green bay's defense looked a lot better in the second half and then he's like, we talked to Matt Patricia. What he said is like, he was proud of his guys, the way they played. And I like took that. and I'm just like, proud of your guys. This isn't high school, man. I mean, these guys are pros. They're, they're getting a paycheck when they show up to, to pay, window. But don't be proud of them. I'm proud of you guys. Nice job. We're all going out to Dairy Queen for blizzards after the game. No, man. I was like, what, what is that? I'm proud of my guys. Congratulations. You're proud of them. You know, I mean, proud of, like, you know, a five-year-old when he kicks a goal in a soccer game. It's like, nice job, guys. Like, annoying. It's like, that's all the right. coach that we have. Whatever.
0: Hey, here, here's, <laughs> ding, ding, ding on all the griff <laughs> of bells that were in there. But, hey, here's my comeback on that. When you really look at this game, this is the other reason I'm so livid today. Because if you really turn back on that tape. I think it's 17-14 at half. Like, we gave up a horrible score to late because of, what, two 15-yard penalties by Will Harris, one questionable with his shoulder, another one that was just like, come on, man, actually use fundamentals and tackle. So, like, in that first half, I could see where he's thinking. I even think I put on one of my second-quarter tweets, hey, we should be feeling good as Lions fans going into the half. I feel like right after the half, is where not only everything unraveled, but where I just watched the game and said, hey, even when we weren't down a ton of points, there was no effort. There was no like, you know, major um, we're trying to win this football game. It was going through motions. It was a oh, woe is me. It was me. It was just really tough to watch for me. And it just jumped off the tape of like that. There was, there was one team that was kind of putting it to us and then put it in like second or third gear. And then there was the Lions that were just like, they weren't even trying to rev it up. You know, Matt Stafford looked like he could almost care less about that pick in his own end. Um, Sloppy play across the board drops. You know, just the defense being Swiss cheese. It's like all those things adding up. But it all comes back to me to effort, want to. And like people say, oh, don't question the player's effort. They're going out there and doing their best. Yeah, that's my answer most every week, except for this past week where I felt like if you go back and watch it, there's obvious examples of the Jamie Collinses of the world. Like say, all of our defensive linemen just stuck to the offensive linemen like glue. I mean, uh, like I say, Will Will Harris. Like, why is he on the football field when he hasn't made any plays? I mean, he had like one play at the end of the year last year against Green Bay that was good, and other than that, every time he's either getting roasted or he's he's just ten steps behind or making a tackle twenty yards down the field, like what are we hanging our hat on at this point? Cause like from third quarter on, I couldn't find much of anything to like hang my hat on and say like, yeah, we're going to get beat, but, or, Hey man, that guy really is out there just playing a full, full bore and wants this game. I felt like it was a lot of the, you know, gosh, I don't even, it was just, I don't even know how to sum it up other than like, where I'm at with Matt Patricia. This was the first time Grifka second game of the year getting beat by 14 points at that point, whatever it was in Green Bay, I was still sitting there going like, okay, until Matt Patricia shows me that he can uh, stop someone, Corey Unling, whoever you want to say that whole staff until they not only show me they can stop someone, but they do something that's, I don't know, productive, you know, from first quarter to fourth quarter. I, I didn't necessarily say I'm done with them, but, I, I'm not I'm not holding up the flag for this regime anymore until they show me again that yeah we got some grit yep we can scheme out a victory like he did what a year and a half ago when we we're actually playing good D and and being in ball games thanks to that like in, until that happens I just I just am fine with if they move on from this guy if they get rid of Bob Quinn like I've reached that point Grifka and that's hard for me to say because I love this football team and I still think some of these guys can prove me wrong but. I've kind of reached the Grifka point of like, until you go out and continually show me a few plays that I can again get optimistic, I can't continue to just be optimistic when you're getting beat, roasted, not trying, and, and just losing leads again and again and again. Just, I can't do it.
1: Yep, i I agree with you. That's all I can
0: say. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm glad I got that grifkism after I've talked for about 10, to 12 minutes straight. I know I've dominated the show. I know you people out there are disappointed in me because I'm the Detroit Kool-Aid drinker. I bring you that optimism. I want this team to do well. I really, really do, but I, it's only game two. There's a lot more football to play, but I'm at the show me stage. You got to flip this defense. Uh, Probably it's got to flip about 50 to 75% to get me back to where, okay, yeah, maybe they can do something. Maybe these players are the right guys because right now I don't see much to hang my hat on. I don't see effort. I didn't see heart. I don't see playmakers. I don't see dynamic football players like other football teams have. I see, those marginal middle of the road guys, which you always asked me, is is that what we have? And I thought, nope, Tavai is going to come along. Tracy Walker, Will Harris will get better. All of this will will come together here in year three for Matt Patricia. And by week two here, I'm sitting here saying, I don't know how you're going to stop the Cardinals, the Saints, some of the other good teams on the schedule, but they need to figure out a way and they need to figure out it quick because Sunday was just atrocious. I don't blame anybody for, for turning it off, for just being disgusted by what they saw. And even if you lost that football game, but lost it in a different fashion, you wouldn't hear me coming on here ranting and raving about this kind of stuff. But go back and re-watch If you if you're thinking I'm crazy or you think that, oh, this team tried real hard and they just came up short and they were outmatched. Yeah, they were outmatched on a lot of levels, but I think it was more based on scheme, effort, heart, uh, determination more so than skill level, but there are guys that need to come along, and we'll see if they do it, Grifka. We'll talk about it Friday here on the show. We're going to talk uh, Lions-Cardinals. I promise you, people, I'm going to try to pour out a big glass of Detroit Kool-Aid. I'm going to try to get myself together, but I'm also going to be a little more skeptical until I see this team come and, and just, just beat the hell out of Mighty Mouse and hold down some of their skilled players and find a way to, to be an explosive offense because we're sitting here going, oh, this this offense could be special. I, I've seen glimpses, but I haven't seen anything special from these guys, and and we're going on year 12 with Matt Stafford. So the Cardinals game's going to be a big test. That next week against the Saints is going to be a big test. You better show something before we get to that bye week because if I can only come up with five or six players on your starting roster that are guys that I would hang on to if I was able to just broom closet it right now, That's not good. There's probably, you know, six to eight that are in the, I'm not quite for sure category that need to step the hell up. They know who who they are. I wrote them down on Twitter. I've called them out here on this show. Grifka, I'm out of breath. I I really can't rant anymore. And I'm almost ashamed I had to do this today, but I had enough. I told the people they were going to get a rant from me. They were going to get explosive, uh, almost Grifka-esque negativity based on the way this team football team played. And that's what I got for you. So, um, you know, I, I, I normally would throw it to you, but I think we just need to close up this show. So Grifka, unless you totally disagree with me on everything I've said, unless you think this team is just perfect on every level, unless you're just fired up by what you saw on Sunday, I just got one more question for you. Grifka, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, Nope. Uh, everybody We'll see you Friday I'm going to pour out A Honolulu blue Glass of Kool-Aid I'm going to get myself together You don't know need to get Themselves together Matt Patricia Bob Quinn Matt Stafford Adrian no Adrian Peterson's been good uh let's go to the defense side of the ball hey Trey Flowers wake up let's get some pressures Tracy Walker show me something brother I haven't seen it from you I hate to quit quit on you but you haven't done a damn thing that's excited me this year Okuda let's get the Nike air cements out off your feet and let's go uh everybody we'll be back Friday talking Cardinals We should still be able to beat the piss out of them or We might get trounced. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll talk all about it. We'll catch you Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. We're out.
1: Pack the bags. Start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in,
0: man.